Yo, what is up, everybody? I am Ant, and I'm joined by my good friend and longtime co-host. Dude, we've been doing this for two years now. Introduce yourself, sir. Carlos Caribbean Cool in the building. Carlos Caribbean Cool. Keeping things cool in the Caribbean with Carlos. Uh, so we are re the uncensored crossing podcast obviously and we are recapping wwe monday night raw from november 7th 2022 live in wilkes bear pennsylvania and uh, this is the raw right after crown jewel so there's a lot to sort of uh take up for after the pay-per-view and uh you know i was excited going into this one i didn't get a chance to really watch it live so i saw it the next day um but some stuff happens here. There's some there's some developments, and we're all excited to cover it. After we come back from break, I have some news about. I can't believe this is Carlos. Can you believe this will be our third annual Slammy Awards? That will oh, be coming up. Crazy. Can't believe that, man. That's crazy. That will be coming up. Um, the Slammy Awards is just like a award ceremony that we at the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast tend to do every year. Normally, we do it in December. Um, I might do it earlier. Who knows? Uh, and then we have a special New Year's Eve, um, episode year end goodbye that we'll be talking about as well. But let's start talking about Monday Night Raw. And to start Raw, we have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos and Solo Sokoa, coming down to the ring. And uh, we learned that Sami Zayn is home dealing with personal issues. Obviously, he's on SmackDown. But was, he is a. It was, like, it was like family issues, like certain like. Yeah, he is a member of the bloodline, so he would normally come out with them. So Jimmy Uso takes the mic, and Jimmy says at Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns smashed Logan Paul, and he smashed the brawling brutes, and we smashed the brawling brutes. Yeah. They then says after Friday, you're looking at the longest reigning tag team champions ever. That's when the New Day come out to the ring. The two teams go back and forth talking about each other. Xavier Wood says, you know, we know all about pressure. Pressure turned us into diamonds. Um, the Usos tell Kofi to forfeit the tag match on Friday for the sake of his kids. Kofi says no one should have been able to overcome being preachers like we had. It represents what could be the last time the New Day was whole was when we were all together at that time. Speaking about Big E, who's been out. Uh, Matt Riddle then comes out, and Riddle says, when I got crazy, I sit back, relax, and hit the bong. Hit the bong. <laughs> and uh, he asks them if you want to hit the bong with them, and they hit the bong. Uh, the bloodline won't hit the, bong, hit the bong. They like look at Riddle like he's a joke. So Riddle challenges them to a six-man tag match. So before we get to the match, what do you think about this whole... Uh, sort of storyline here new day versus usos sort of best tag teams of our generation right now it seems we know the outcome of their match on smackdown but just speaking from raw what do you think of uh these two teams you know going at it so this whole segment was fire i remember i watched this whole segment it was good and it's like it was good until riddle comes up <laughs> Like it was also, I think it was supposed it was supposed to be played like a serious, and then Riddle comes on ruins and makes it a whole joke. I'm like, God damn, come on, Riddle! Like this could have, you know, it could have been good. Then Riddle has to come out and ruin everything. 
I love Can Riddle. I tell you what I love it. about you. You, are, you would be a great coach. Like, I could just imagine you being backstage, right? And being, like, right there once they come back. And being like, Riddle, come on, man. You should have going out there. Like, you know, like, this is a serious... No, it's like, like, no, you don't... You don't I love you know, it. You know, like, it's like, this, this seemed like such a serious conversation that they were having. Yeah, they were having some serious blows to each other, yeah. And then, and then Riddle comes on and, like, talks about the bong, and you know, like, Riddle, this is not your cue. <laughs> I see what you're saying, yeah. I mean, I feel like I hear what you're saying, but I think their their like legacy, like with their like issues, sort of speak for themselves. Like, if you don't know that um that they like have this tremendous rivalry and even living, no, they they fought so many times too. I'm like, I'm not tired of it, but like, like come on, I mean, you know. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Though I feel like, like I, I get what you're saying, but I think the only reason why he came out was because they were going to do a six man tag match when they had a. Yeah, I, I get that, team. but like, but like, geez, like it was like such a good segment they were having. Like it was all like 10, 10 stars until he has to come by and like make it a whole joke. I don't know. Like, Maybe they should have like saved that segment for like SmackDown and then did a different thing on Raw just so that yeah. then it was separate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like Riddle me Riddle made that whole segment a joke. Okay. Okay. Well, he's 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 good, but I don't. He's, he just made like that was nice time to come out. See, I'm a loser who smokes pot, so when I when he started talking about hitting the bongs and shit, I was like, yes. But I'm just <laughs> you know I'm just a loser. That's like yes. But um, I see exactly. I see what you're saying. Like it. Also, the match like, is this, epic. This, this you know, meant, this was meant to be a serious segment, like the way they were talking about pressure, and then they're getting loud and stuff. And the girl has to come on and start joking around about the bong, and so like, come on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Well, let's talk about the match. The new day of Matt Riddle taking on the Usos and Solo Sokoa. The Usos with a double slam to Matt Riddle to start. Jimmy nails a running hip attack in the corner to Riddle. Uh, Kofi with a flying crossbody to Solo and gets a two count. Kofi then nails a boom drop as well. Solo sends Kofi off the apron into the announce table and he slams Kofi's back against the announce table. Kofi comes back with a tornado ZDT and then Riddle nails a broton and knees to the face to Jay, gets a two. Riddle applies a triangle choke on Jay and then Jimmy nails a flying splash. However, Woods breaks up the pinfall. Riddle nails a floating bro to Solo. Jimmy dives on him, Riddle outside. Solo makes a blind tag. Riddle nails a rope DDT, sort of like similar to Randy Orton, in an RKO. Solo nails a spinning solo riddle, and the bloodline get the victory. Um, a lot of huge, a lot of back and forth action. So, what did you think of the match? Um, so like after the segment, I turned off Raw because it just kind of like pissed me off. But, but, but you know, it seemed like a good, entertaining match. Like you know, to get them like ready, get them ready for SmackDown. You know, like warm them up. Uh, but you know, I feel like Usos should have the night off. Like since they literally just came back from Saudi Arabia, like this was a bit of a good time. Like especially knowing that J- that Jay had that wrist injury, that could have been like you know a night that they could like like rest, you know, prepare themselves for SmackDown. But they could have done know, like it, a segment where it's like they're just doing like a face to face conversation, and then they don't have to actually get physical. They could almost yeah, exactly. break it up. I so, see like, that they could, they, could, they could stay fresh. But you know, it was it was it sounds like a good entertaining match. Well, you know, you're right because there are, you know, there's a lot of potential for injuries, and it's not saying that these wrestlers, you know, hurt each other. But if you're competing a lot, your especially body especially if they just came back from Saudi Arabia, that's like a 17 hour flight, I believe, right? 
something yeah. like that. But I mean, listen, this is sort of like what they do. They know that going into the, this mm-hmm. is what the body takes, but it's okay. I, I definitely say recommend to check that one out, Carlos, because it was good. A lot of back and forth action. <laughs> but again, the bloodline's strong and they've just been unbeatable so far. We'll have to wait till SmackDown to see the New Day can hold on to that longest reigning tag team championship record. Uh, speaking of records, the wrestling god, John Bradshaw Layfield, comes down to the ring. And every time I see him, I get excited because it makes me think of when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> he was awesome. He was such a great heel. And like he, he would like coming out with the limo, like coming out to the actual ring with the limo like he used to. Spoiler alert, um, I'm watching a we're doing a whole series called the greatest, the 20 greatest pay-per-view events of all time. Uh it's all different wrestling companies included. But one of the shows is WrestleMania 24, and JBL takes on Finley. And let me tell you, that match, JBL is awesome. So he comes out, and JBL talks shit about Philadelphia, and uh, he introduces the wrestling god, Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin goes on to take Cedric Alexander. And this is a quick match. Corbin clotheslines Alexander and nails him, like, inside out. Alexander hits a neutralizer and dives to the outside. However, Corbin nails an end of days quickly. And gets a three count, and Baron Corbin gets the win. Nothing after the match, just Corbin winning. What do you think of this new gimmick of Baron Corbin? He's going through a lot of gimmicks. He's a wrestling god now. He's doing pretty good, but what do you think? I think this is like the one gimmick that has to work out for him, unless he's done. So, yeah. like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out for him, he's over. He's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like this is like his last chance to see if it works or not. And if it does, you know, it'll be good for him. If it doesn't, down the toilet. JBL can be the guy to kind of push him. I think he's a great person. Even when he's on commentary, he's great. Um, Even when Baron Corbin came, came in like the little for JBL being a NFL commentary. He's, at that time, JBL was on commentary still. And I remember he was always like just like be praising that man, like always. Like, he's, a, he's a golden champion, this, that, this, that. Yep. It makes sense. Like, it mean, all came full circle. And JBL, too, you know, he. I think he's great. I think he can help out with Baron Corbin. But this week, we really didn't get to see much of Corbin because it was a really quick match. But someone we did get to see a lot of tonight, the United States champion, Seth Rollins. He comes out, and um, he issues a U.S. title open challenge. And then the Judgment Day come out. And uh, Finn Balor tells Rollins he is going to cost him the gold. But before that can happen, the OC come out. And AJ Styles says, this is far from over Judgment Day. Bauer says, the only thing in this ring that is over is a judgment day. And AJ Styles says, it's always been the three of us against the four of you. He goes, you talk about how we couldn't find someone. Well, someone found us. And that's when we see Mia Yim appear. She pushes Rhea Ripley into the ring post and nails her with kendo stick shots. AJ Styles and Finn Balor end up alone in the ring and they start fighting, but Balor ends up leaving. Afterwards, AJ Styles nails um, the... What's his finisher called again? I always forget this one. Kudra. No, no, not Balor. AJ Styles. What's Styles finisher? Styles Clash. Styles Styles Clash. Thank you. Styles now has a Styles Clash on Dominic Mysterio. Um, Afterwards, (laughs) Mia Yim and the OC pose. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, you go ahead, sir. Go ahead. No, no, you can tell AJ. AJ been wanting to do that for weeks. Yes, and he finally got the help. What do you think of Mia Yim? Do you think she's the right person? I mean, she did lay out Rhea Ripley. Um, Mia Yim is a former 
Impact Knockouts Women's Champion, Impact Knockouts Tag Champion, former um she didn't she didn't win the XT women's title, but she competed for a title title there. She was a mid the May on Classic. She debuted on Raw's Reckoning. A lot of people, she's very great. Do you think she's the right choice to put an end to the judgment day alongside of OC and the neutralize Rhea Ripley? Or do you uh, think Rhea's gonna neutralize her? She's impressive. She she gave she gave Rhea she gave Rhea that smoke. But it's like I just think about it like like what history does she have with the OC? That's all. That's all. I'm like, I'm like maybe I'm, I think she, because she did compete with Rhea Ripley in NXT, so maybe she's like, you know, I'm tired of this bitch bullying people. Um, you know, I'm cool with Gallows and Anderson because Gallows and Anderson did compete in Impact Wrestling for a bit. Um, and maybe she's like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm here. You know, there's no one else. Because all they said was that that they someone sought them out and that it was her. So the storyline is that she was looking, she went to them and was like, you know, I'm going to help you guys. So maybe she just doesn't like Rhea Ripley and is like, you know, your enemy is my enemy type deal. I don't know. But they didn't really explain it. They're, she just came, they're like, well, someone helped us. And then she came out with a hood on and attacked Rhea. And then they're like, it's me, I am. Yeah. So, um, it was good to see them together. It looks like uh, Rhea Ripley is going to meet her match. But let's move on to our, speaking of matches, our next match. Otis with Chad Gable is taking on Elias. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I didn't really watch this one too much. It was a decent match from, you know, watching it back. Otis gets the win after a world's strongest slam. And again, nothing happens after this match. Just a good showing for Otis. I don't know if it was you that said you were tired of American Alpha. Was it you that said that? No, I, I never said I was tired. I Maybe like it was... What was that, man? I, I, I was saying I wish they got pushed more. That's well, what Maybe it was um Dan. Someone said they were tired of American Alpha. But what do you? how are you thinking about Otis being singles right now? Oh, he's singles right now. Well, he's—I mean, he—he he fought a woman against Elias tonight. But oh, like, no. to who? I guess my question for you is which, when they're doing singles competition, right? Because you like both guys, but when it's Otis and Chad Gable, which of the two of them do you prefer more in the ring alone? Chad Gable. Yeah, I agree. Me too. But Otis is pretty good too, though. Yeah, he—he's good, but I like Master Gable. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's very good. Very, very, very good. Otis would have been at his level right now and he is without Max Gable. Um, well, let's move on to our next segment of the night. The Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka come out. Bianca Belair retained her title against Bailey at Crown Jewel. Alexa Bliss and Asuka lost their titles to damage control at Crown Jewel. So, uh, Bianca says, I am proud to be the last woman standing. Um, and, you know, Crown Jewel didn't go as planned for my friends. Um, and honestly, you know, in the back, because they they, we saw earlier in the night, uh, Damage Control, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair had a fight in the parking lot. So, like, you know, we fought backstage. Well, we have something to say to you. Your face come out to the ring. Um, so then Damage Control come out. And Alexa Bliss says, the only reason you two have those titles is because of Nikki Cross. Um in a very funny segment, Asuka and Io start yelling at each other in Japanese, and um, nobody knows what they're saying until Io Shirai says, bitch, in like anguish to Asuka. 
and you're like, oh shit, Asuka ends up like attacking Io, damage control, Bianca and Alexa fight. Uh, Bianca says, this is war, and it's ending in war games. And then out of nowhere, Nikki Cross comes out and attacks the faces, um, and damage control and Nikki Cross attack them more together, and damage control and Nikki Cross stand tall. So we know at Survivor Series War Games, it's going to be Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and two more partners that we don't know yet, taking on the team of Damage Control. That's Bailey, the Women's Tag Team Champions, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, yep. Dakota Kai and Eos Kai, and Nikki Cross, and one more partner of their choosing. But what do you think of Nikki Cross uh, joining up with Damage Control and taking out Alexa Bliss and Bianca and Asuka? Is, it the right, is she the right woman? I mean, I was like a little thing at first about it, but, you know, it'll be all right. I'm sure, like, things will work out. She has her whole crazy Nikki Cross gimmick back, and it's awesome because her new music comes out. She comes out looking nuts. She's definitely built for war games. Like, she's going to put on a show on the pay-per-view. But I'm excited for this match. Uh, Quick speculation, which who do you think are going to be the next? So who do you think is going to be the next woman on the Damage Control team? Because there's one spot open for them. Um, I have to think about it a little bit more right now, but but I'll definitely I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. And how about the the other side, the faces? Which two women? I don't know. I don't. I for both. I got. I got to think about both both sides. Well, some people, some predict that Sasha and Naomi are going to come back and take up the two spots on the uh faces side, whereas other people are saying the two spots might be Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. And some people are saying that Rhea might join up with damage control. However, I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope that they keep the whole Judgment Day damage control feud separate. Um, I will say that we did see backstage where Ripley did confront Bianca Belair and looked at her and said, hey, champ. So um, that happens later on in the night, but we'll talk about that later on. So our next match, we have Mr. Money in the Bank, Austin Theory, taking on Shelton Benjamin. A lot of people were happy to see him back, me being one of those people. Barry lands a clothesline, and Benjamin applies an ankle lock and nails a cool swift German suplex, which gets a two count. Barry then pokes Shelton Benjamin in the eyes and nails an A-town down, and Mr. Money in the Bank is your winner. Uh, so Austin Theory has been on a losing streak wait- lately, but he is able to take advantage tonight and get the win. What are your thoughts on Austin Theory lately? I mean, he went from winning a lot to now sort of being like a uh, lower man at the totem pole. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like it. I don't really like it. I feel like he was doing better in the Vince McMahon's uh, guidance. Yeah. I wonder, like, what Triple H has against him. I don't think he's that bad of a wrestler. I think he's pretty good. I'm very athletic. And he is one of Triple H's creations, kind of, because he was in NXT. So I wonder... What it is, I mean, maybe he wants to see him like achieve greatness instead of just having it like just thrown at him. But yeah. um, I mean, it was a good match. He's saying great to see Shelton Benjamin again. I mean, he's still killing it. He's still killing it. Uh, but speaking of a man killing it, the Miz, he comes out and the Miz basically says he has a defamation lawsuit set up against Johnny Gargano after his claims. Again, Johnny Gargano made the claim that the Miz has been paying Dexter Loomis to pretend to attack him. And uh, the Johnny Gargano, 
Johnny Gargano comes out. And he just tells him is that the other night you went on a meeting with supposedly a talent agent. However, this person's actually a private eye investigator and she had a camera and she was recording the whole entire conversation and he has it on a Titantron. And we see the Miz is at dinner with a private eye and uh, the Miz basically says that everything Johnny Gargano has said is true. He stopped paying Dexter Loomis because things got out of control and that was it. And the Miz gets pissed, which then sets up their match, Johnny Gargano versus the Miz. Um, we'll talk about the match, then we'll talk quickly about the the segments because there's something that happens afterwards. So Gargano nails a cannonball to the Miz off the apron to the outside. Miz nails a clothesline in the corner to Gargano. Gargano then super kicks the Miz off the apron and dies dives onto him outside. Miz super kicks Gargano while Gargano is on the guard railing. John Gargano with a slingshot spear and he gets a two. Gargano goes for another slingshot, but the Miz catches him with a drop kick and gets a two. Miz then pushes Gargano's back onto the announce table. Miz is then pulled under the ring mysteriously. And when he comes back, he has like a piece of the um like sort of holding of the ring apron, like not the ring apron, like the ring post. And he hits Johnny Gargano with it while the referee looks under the ring. No one's under the ring. The Miz gets the pinfall victory. After the match, the Miz is celebrating on the stage, and Dexter Loomis nails the Miz from behind with a steel chair, and Dexter runs away from security. So what do you think about this whole situation? The Miz is seen on camera saying that it is true. Um, he was paying Dexter Loomis. Now he's not. Are you happy with this being the segment? And now Dexter Loomis that attacks him is afterwards. What do you think? Are you happy with this being the storyline? Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't like how they're using Johnny Gargano right now. That's all I have to really say. I feel like Johnny Gargano should be like more and more more serious. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like serious storyline. Well, like this. No. In my WWE 2K22 uh, universe, no, Johnny Gargano is a WWE United States champion. Oh, really? And fun fact, his opponent for WWE WrestleMania Backlash, you want to hear, spoiler alert, is Chad Gable. So that's going uh, to be a match, man. United States Championship on the line. Chad Gable wants the title. Gargano has the title. Watch. And if you want to see uh, the... NXT in your house pay per view event that's all on YouTube. There's five parts to it. The main event is uh WWE champion Seth Rollins defending the title against Ilya Dragunov, Russia versus America. And I will tell you, Seth Rollins does take it to the limit. He comes out and only well, I'll tell you, the only he comes out wearing something that only Seth Rollins would wear when he's representing America. So definitely check that out on YouTube. But yes, I mean, I agree with you. The storyline with Dexter Loomis, The Miz, and Johnny Gargano isn't that good. Gargano definitely should be used in a better tone. I think Gargano is WWE title contender, like, automatically, but that's just my opinion. The Miz, too. The Miz is great. Dexter Loomis, they need to use more of him. They just have him attacking, and I get it. That's sort of his gimmick, but I want to see more of him. But... Uh, we mentioned this earlier. We see damage control and Nikki Cross backstage. And Dakota Kai says, you were like us before forgotten. Um, just like us, like we were forgotten. And uh, Bailey says, you had it all out tonight against Dana Brooke. 
And then Nikki Cross says, it's time to play. So we have our next match at WWE 24-7 Championship. Champion Dana Brooke taking on Nikki Cross. Nikki attacks Dana to start and chokes her against the ropes. Nikki has a twisted neck breaker off the ropes and gets a three count. Nikki Cross, your new 24-7 champion. However, after the match, you see Nikki backstage with damage control, and she takes the 24-7 title, and she dumps it in the trash. If you look for the title on WWE.com, you will see it is in the retire championship section. So we should pay an homage to the 24-7 title. Our truth Dana Brooke, uh, fucking Medusa, Maris, um, who else? So many people have held that title. Didn't Kelly Kelly hold that title for a moment? Like, Everybody at some point, yeah, yeah, she did, she did. Um, has held that title, but again, Nikki Cross is dominant. What do you think of the ending of the 24 7 title? Because that's kind of what this all is about. Yeah, it was, it was good first time, I guess. It's like it's it's uh, it's better off now not being around. Well, I agree. Goodbye, goodbye, 24 7 title. I wish it was like a hardcore title, but. It served its purpose, um, I guess. The OC and Mia Yim were backstage, and AJ Styles says, we needed the head baddie in charge, and we got her. And Mia Yim says, we'll see what happens when Rhea Ripley can get hit back. So Rhea's been hitting everyone. Now she's going to be able to get hit back, she says. So we have our main event, the United States Championship. Well, wait, before we get to that, because we're going to take a break in a minute, let's go over the matches set up for next week. Let me pull this up really quick. Um so Raw is going to be live tomorrow. Is what the twentieth? Uh, no, tomorrow's the fourteenth. Tomorrow's the fourteenth. Yes. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> I don't know what fucking right. day I'm in. Um, some matches that are made so far for next week are Alpha Academy taking on Matt Riddle and Elias, and Finn Balor. Taking on WWE United States Champion Seth Rollins. That one I'm excited for. Like, hell excited. Um, However, Seth Rollins has to defend his title. So he comes out and Rollins says, what a riot it's been. You've all been there for it all. And the fans are chanting, thank you, Rollins. It looks like Rollins is turning uh, face. Rollins says, this hell means a lot to me. I have made this the title to have on Monday Night Raw. He says it's now time for the open challenge. And we see Mustafa Ali on the Titantron. And he's like, I accept your challenge. But then he gets attacked by someone we don't see. And then we see it's Bobby Lashley. He shows up and he says, I accept your challenge. Um, before we talk about the match, because we only have two minutes left before we are going to go to break. Um, what do you think about Bobby Lashley taking out Mustafa, Mustafa Ali and uh, being the one to answer Rollins' challenge? I mean, it was cool, but I, it's like his like his face turn that he had was like really quick. Yeah. Now he's a heel again, it seems like, right? You know, well, I I just feel like it was like really quick. Like he should have set a face a little bit longer. I don't know. Seth would have been cool. The thing with Seth Rollins, though, I know we're talking about Bobby Lashley, but no, no, I mean like I mean like Bobby Lashley, like like. What do you think about Seth had, being like, a face now? Because Seth has turned into a face right now. I think he's been a face for a while. Ever since they started singing his theme song, it seemed you know it seemed it seemed like he's been a face since then. Has this so cool I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that the crowd is back and behind him again, like they were a couple of years ago. That they they finally found 
they finally found love for him again. They started cheering for him again. I've always I, been a fan of Seth, so it's like, I think they turned Bobby based on the crowd reaction he got at Crown Jewel. Yeah, that um, was bad. That so was bad. I think maybe they're like, okay, we need to just he needs to be a bad guy. But don't yeah. call me a bad guy. We're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we have a lot of news regarding our end of the year stuff, love stuff. Uh, and then we're gonna cover our main event United States champion, Seth Frickin' Rollins defending against Bobby Lashley. A lot more coming your way. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay right there. Welcome back, everybody. I'm still Ant, and that is still Carlos, and we are the Uncensored Processing Podcast, and we are covering Monday Night Raw for November 7th, 2022. Uh, I just want to give you guys a little glimpse into the future a little bit with some information about what's to come. We have some special episodes, some premieres of new series, so let's dive right into the uh, premiere of our new series we have the 20 greatest pay-per-view pay-per-views ever countdown list so this list was created on a website i'll give you all that information later on and um that it's going to be a countdown recapping all the 20 best pay-per-views that will premiere on saturday november 19th 2022 i'm not going to give away what the number 20 best pay-per-view is but i will say a phrase that's it so be on the lookout for that um also on um the day after thanksgiving which is the same day as survivor series season two of the broken skull sessions recap series is premiering and uh you know we're thankful for everybody but we're also thankful for this man for his contributions in wwe and you know he's in AEW right now but I'm a big fan of his work in WWE. Y2J Chris Jericho is interviewed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. That recap will premiere on November 26, 2022. The same day as the Survivor Series. Check that out and then check out the Survivor Series. Also, we have our third annual Slammy Awards every year. Carlos, myself, Dan joins us. We might have a special guest like Tyler. Other people join us sometimes, and we give our year-end awards to everybody. And the Slammy Awards, we give Slammy Awards to the best match, best uh, male wrestler, best female wrestler, best rivalry, best tag team, um, shocking moment, best Royal Rumble return, best, you know, we do all kinds of different things. Every year is different. That episode, the Slammy Awards special, will premiere on Saturday, December 10th at 8 p.m. It's going to be wild, outrageous, crazy. Carlos and I are going to probably uh, turn up the heat, as always. Well, Carlos turns up the heat pretty well. I, I It takes me some time. Um, but be on the lookout for that. Also, speaking of which, I can't believe Carlos is already talking about this. Our second, or I don't know if it's our second or third. Maybe it's our second because I don't think we do in our first year. But if it if it is our third, I'll, I'll just say our third. Our third annual Christmas special is coming to like, you. It's been three years. Wow, it I'm is. Like- so I'll call it our third year. Our third Christmas special coming to you live on December twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, early starting time at. 6 p.m. Because, you know, Santa Claus is coming. You got to get an early sleep. You know, got to make sure he delivers your presents. And you don't want to you know, be late for that. So 
early episode premiere Christmas special. We're going to be counting down Christmas moments, talking about past moments, talking about our favorite Christmas movies, songs. We're going to get into all that fun stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if you enjoyed our Halloween episode, you're going to definitely enjoy our Christmas one. And finally, um, we have our New Year's Eve 2023 countdown special. We are going to be covering the greatest matches of 2022 as Carlos, Dan, and myself say goodbye to 2022 and hello 2023. Um, again, that episode is another early start time. That's again at 6 p.m. Because you know New Year's Eve, you might want to go with your family and friends, celebrate, drink a little bit, smoke a little bit, have some fun. Uh, but celebrate with us as we count down the top moments of 2022 matches and so long and so forth. And we get ready to say goodbye to 2022 and hello to 2023. I mean, 2022 wasn't a good year for me, but it was a good year for wrestling. So with that, I am done speaking about all of that. Um, so right now, just be on the lookout for our pay-per-view greatest pay-per-view countdowns coming November 19th. And, uh, yeah, we have survivor series coming up on the 26th. We'll have our prediction episode, obviously before then coming out, but you're here still listening to Monday night raw. And the main event is for the U S championship, the champion, Seth freaking Rollins defending against Bobby Lashley. And before the match can happen, um, Bobby Lashley attacks Seth Rollins and tosses him into the guard railing. Um, Lashley then runs into a super kick, and Rollins tosses Lashley into the ring steps. Lashley then delivers a backdrop to Rollins outside and punches him. Lashley then lifts up Rollins and rams him into the ring post. Referee and guards force Bobby Lashley backstage. The match never really happened. So what do you think about Bobby Lashley just assaulting Seth Rollins like that? Do you think it was kind of dumb that, you know, it's like you're going to challenge for his title and you're just going to attack him and then walk off? I mean, yeah, but but it, it makes it makes Bobby Lashley look like a, like a legitimate threat. And I like that. Like, they're making Lashley look like a fucking savage. Like, like, um, like he, 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 he passed out Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. So now I guess they want to make him look like a complete monster. Okay. Okay. Well, with it, I mean, I like him as a face, but like as a heel, he's always good too. Like he's just like dominate the almighty. I wish people could like understand. Like every time I see him, like in pictures, he's fucking jacked. And like I think on TV, I don't get you get to see that. He's a big dude. A friend of mine was telling me that like one time we met him and like he saw him in the airport. And that man, this is like 2018 that he told me about this. Yeah, that man is, he's huge. Like, like huge. And didn't he crush it, a fucking watermelon with his arm? Like, he's a big dude. Like, yeah, he, I saw that video too. The cameras don't do it justice. <laughs> well, here's the thing that happens. All of a sudden, Mr. Money in the Bank, Austin Theory, runs out, and he announced that he's cashing in his Money in the Bank contract for uh... the U.S. Championship, Okay. So let's talk about what happens. Austin nails a brain buster and gets a two. He then nails a pedigree, which gets a two count. Rollins backdrops Theory to the outside. Rollins and power bombs and nails a right to the back of Austin Theory's head. Austin is nailed, is able to nail an A-town down to Rollins. However, as Austin is getting the pin, Bobby Lashley pulls out the referee. Lashley attacks Theory and rams Theory into the ring post two times. And then um, he applies a hurt lock on Theory, and uh, uh, 
Theory is brought back into the ring, and Rollins gets the pinfall, and Seth Rollins defeats Austin Theory, retains the title, but the big news of this is that Austin Theory is now no longer Mr. Money in the Bank. In my eyes, Carlos, this is making me think that we're going to get our Money in the Bank matches at WrestleMania, because both Money in the Bank contracts are done so it looks as if there's going to be a fresh start what do you think about theory losing the tight losing the contract and lashley attacking theory costing him the title um big threat to rollins but what do you think eh, i don't really want they kind of pissed me off so i don't really want to talk i'm just like i feel like theory should have been used better that's all well, go ahead speak your mind i want to hear it go ahead no no i already i don't know i just feel like theory should have been used better that's all like, do you think he should have gone? Like, what do you mean by that? He should have gone for a bigger title. He should have lost yeah, the briefcase. Yeah. Like, like, like NXT title at least. If they don't want him to lose, if they don't want him to like, like go against Roman at least NXT title something or have him win. I don't know. I don't know. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but do you think that maybe he can win the title without having the briefcase? I don't have to wait and see how they use him now, but because maybe like this whole like because a lot of fans are saying that Triple H doesn't want him to do anything. Maybe this is a whole play, and eventually, like in like a like month or so, this, he's this gonna win be, the U.S. This title. Could be something. This could be something good for him because now, like, like all of a sudden, everybody's on Austin Theory's side. So this could be something maybe to get him cheered. Who mm-hmm. knows? Could be. Well, before we wrap up. Carlos, what was your, I'm going to call this the boiling hot raw moment of the night for you? Okay. There? Yes, sir. Oh, you mean, okay. I was asking you what was Uh, your boiling hot raw moment of the week? The the, the promo in the beginning with the Usos and the New Day. Yeah, yeah. Before 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 Marital came out and ruined it. That was an exciting startup to um get us wanting to watch SmackDown. For me, I have two moments. I liked, like you said, I like the six man tag match between the New Day, Riddle and the Usos and Solo Sokoa. But I also enjoyed seeing uh the whole damage control Nikki Cross Bianca Belair segment because it's making me excited to find out who will be the tag partners of uh Bianca Belair, and then I'm hoping it's Sasha Banks and Naomi. Who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, for me, I just I like the action between the six man tag match, and uh, you know, always good to see Bailey and Damage Control and you know the women. So, yes, those are my moments. So, Carlos, thank you for joining me. We'll be covering WWE Friday Night SmackDown. We also have well, I'll be going to next well this upcoming Friday Night SmackDown. Live on November, what is it, the 18th? Yes, November 18th. It's going to be live in Hartford, so I'm excited to go to that. I'll be giving you my full, you know, my whole story, background, insider scoop of everything happening at that episode. I'm I'm planning on going to uh, the the live holiday show in December in Madison Square Garden. Oh, shit. The live event. It's just a live event. It's not anything special, but I'm going to see if uh, I go. Okay. Well, you'll have to give us information on that, too. Uh, speaking of something that happened at a live show before we go, Scarlett, did you hear what happened to her? Like somebody threw a drink at her. Yeah, I heard yes. about that. Terrible. 
disrespect. It was a grandma, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was an old lady. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Um, but okay, let's let's we'll cover our next episode of Raw next week. We got um Friday Night SmackDown coming to you soon. Survivor Series November twenty sixth. That's gonna be our prediction. This is gonna be dropping a lot happening. Thanksgiving's coming up. Maybe we should do a Thanksgiving special. Every holiday, a lot of specials. A lot of specials. Dude, maybe we should do a Thanksgiving special. They do a lot of sort of like um pilgrim matches and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll talk. I don't know. I'm just I'm just the joy of Ant is everywhere spreading. All right, everyone, be safe. Have a good night, and uh, we will see you next week for our next Monday Night Raw recap. Carlos, thank you for being here as always. I'm Ant. Any last words, Carlos? I'm Carlos. I'm Carlos and I'm awkward and I'm Ant and I'm awkward too and that's why we're friends. Awkward. I, I thought I thought I thought you're passing it over to me like when you said I'm Ant. And then I thought you said I thought you wanted me to say I'm Carlos and then we up. Oh. Well, you know what, Carlos, do it however you want, sir, because you know why, ladies, your name is gonna be Ladies Love Cool Carlos. <laughs> so that's all. I'm telling you guys, ladies, he's a stud. So. All right. Always putting me on the spot. All right, everyone. Be safe. We will see you soon. Bye. See ya.